So there's a whole mental aspect of this industry that people don't realize as far as it being your own hustle, right? Your drive, your compassion, all that stuff. It's your own hustle, but that can take a mental toll on you if you can't handle the stress. Because like I was just saying, yes, you have your first deal in place. If you close this deal and you get that money that month, what about the next one? And if you don't have the next one in place already, then you may not be cashing a check the next month. Are you a new real estate agent ready to learn from industry leaders who were once in your shoes and now want to give back? Learning tips, tricks, hacks, advice, and most importantly of all, what to avoid. You'll learn the pain of the growth process that has helped them get to where they are today. From seasoned agents to agents who are still new to the game, but growing and scaling their business at a rapid pace. Welcome to the new real estate agent podcast with Ryan Strong. For most of us, when it comes to getting our license, we just don't have an understanding of the industry as a new real estate agent. Some of you may have family members who are already real estate agents, so you may have some grasp of concept of what they're doing for business and things like that. But for the most part, a lot of us just have no idea what to expect. We do not have an understanding of the industry as a whole. So that's what I wanted to go over today because it didn't take me long to figure this out and really to figure out like who has the leverage and these types of things. But I really wanted to bring up just understanding the industry. So you've got your license, you're excited, you have been in the game for a little bit, maybe you've closed a few, few deals and that first adrenaline rush is gone. Either way though, you're still trying to figure out your lane, your path, what it is, the trajectory of your life or your career as a new real estate agent. So understanding the industry, the first thing that I want to bring up is that, look, it's not easy. A lot of people get into this and they think that selling real estate is easy. They just think, I'm just going to get my license. I see, you know, so-and-so crushing it. And if they're doing that well, then I can obviously do that well, right? Like they, they joined this brokerage and they're closing a few deals. They seem happy, da-da-da. Like I'll just do the same thing. Not always the case. Most likely not the case. It is not easy. It's a hustle. And for some of us, maybe you're like me. For me, I love that my money relies on or depends on my hustle. But I also love the fact that, and just because I'm a competitive person, my family relies on my hustle. My family relies on my hustle because my money relies on my hustle. And so for me, it's almost like a challenge. And that's how I look at it, right? This is a, it's a challenge. I challenge accepted and challenge. I'm not going to say conquered or complete. I don't know if it'll ever be complete, but from where I'm at, from where I started to where I'm at today and just seeing the acceleration and the rapid growth and, and how things can change just like that, depending on, you know, who you surround yourself with and your goals and, and what it is that you want to execute on. And so for me, I, I'd bring it on. I like that. It's not easy. Um, and I like the fact that it, I'm just, it's my hustle. It's my motivation. It's my drive. It's my hustle. It's my ex execution with the things that I need to get done on a daily. So for me, I absolutely love that aspect. And I just wanted to make that clear that this is not easy. So you're going to get your license. You're most likely going to join some brokerage if you don't join us over here at eXp in my downline, right? But for most of us, you're going to join some brokerage and you're going to be struggling. The first three months are tough. The first three months are, are rough because you're, you're chasing that first deal. And a lot of agents don't even survive their first year because you're chasing that first deal. So your first three months can, you know, a lot of people, that's usually like the average before people are getting their first deal. And then 
you get that first deal. And when you get that first deal, you've already kind of forgotten about getting the next deal because you're on that high. You're on that dopamine rush from that first deal. And then you don't realize while you have that first deal in place or even before you had that first deal in place, you should already have your next one in the pipeline, right? Trying to get them in contract. And it's this continual chase. And if you don't have this continual uh, income or so that's what I was getting to. If you don't have this continual business, then you don't have this continuous income. And then it becomes a super stressful industry. All right. That's the other part of it not being easy. So not just the landing clients portion of it, but the stress part of it. So there's a whole mental aspect of this industry that people don't realize as far as it being your own hustle, right? Your drive, your compassion, all that stuff. It's your own hustle, but that can take a mental toll on you if you can't handle the stress. Because, like I was just saying, yes, you have your first deal in place. If you close this deal and you get that money that month, what about the next one? And if you don't have the next one in place already, then you may not be cashing a check the next month. And so if you don't have any income that next month, then what happens? Right? So it's this trickle-down effect. So not easy. Okay? Point number two that I wanted to bring up as far as understanding the industry is never stop learning. Never, ever stop learning. Always keep an open mind. When you're a newer real estate agent, your brain is a sponge, okay? You're, you're eager, you're motivated, you just passed your test, you just got your license, you want to make some money, right? And you're eager. <clears throat> now what happens, and I've seen this, okay? I've really, I've seen this. I was on a team and there was just, there's just some people and even in the industry when you're following certain people on social media, there's, oh, there's one way to do business. Here's the best way to do business. This is the only way you should be doing business. Like, don't ever think that. Don't ever think that there is one way to do business. Don't ever stop learning. So, yes, your business needs to have multiple pillars. And by pillars, I mean marketing strategies that are generating you clients I don't really like the word leads um, just because on the marketing side of thing, you're going to have marketers that are going to text you asking if you could handle more leads or more appointments and they're not legit. I know because I've seen that side of the business. So I don't like using the word leads. I like to say clients, actual clients. And when it comes to generating actual clients, you're going to have people telling you that you need to be prospecting. Another word that I don't really care for, but they're going to say that you need to be prospecting. And in this industry, prospecting pretty much just associates with cold calling, right? Cold calling, getting a list of phone numbers, and then hopefully the name is correct, hopefully the number's correct, hopefully the email is even correct, and prospecting. Giving these people a call, and you're not giving them a call to see how their day's doing because you have no idea who they are, and they have no idea who you are. You're giving them a call to see if they will give you the time of day that maybe you caught them in the right moment to pique their interest about buying or selling a home, whichever the case may be. Prospecting, right? And a lot of people think that cold calling is the end-all, be-all to this industry, and I'm here to tell you that it is not. So the what main pillar, going back to the pillars, right, of marketing pillars, okay, my main pillar is YouTube. YouTube is my main pillar where people, that YouTube does my prospecting for me. I'll put it that way. My YouTube videos sit in YouTube, they rank, they get searched a ton, they get viewed a lot, right? And there's a lot of strategies with that, with the channel junkies that we teach. But my YouTube videos do my prospecting for me. Well, what do I mean by that? When my YouTube videos are sitting there being watched by people who are thinking about relocating to my market, 
or people who are already in my market and trying to find another area, right? They're doing their homework and research and they come across my videos. They get to go through my channel and figure out if they like me. They don't have to get cold called and to figure out like, oh, oh, who are you calling me? How do you have my number? This type of stuff, right? I've gotten that way too many times. They're finding me on YouTube. They're finding me. They're already building their relationship with me. And then when they're ready to call me, text me, or email me, they do. They do. And I tell you this because it happens every single day. Every single day, I get an email, a text, or a phone call from somebody that found me on YouTube, sometimes my website. I'd say about 75 to 80% of my business is YouTube as my main pillar at the moment. So they found me on YouTube. They built this relationship with me. They get on Zoom appointments with me and my lender partner, and they act like they know me. They feel like they know me because they have watched so much of me that they already built a relationship with me. And it's very interesting, especially from my side of things. It's very interesting. So YouTube does my prospecting. Now, if you want to learn more about that, you can definitely head to channeljunkies.com. I failed to mention that in the beginning of this episode. Um, but you can check us out at channeljunkies.com, Channel Junkies on YouTube, all over the place, everything Channel Junkies. We give away 98% of our material, and our free material is better than their paid shit. So check us out on channeljunkies.com. You can look me up on Instagram, Channel Junkies, or RYN Real Estate, either way. But side that's side notes. Okay, so never stop learning. Keep an open mind. Understand that there are multiple, multiple, multiple ways to do business in real estate. Now, the last point that I want to make is big. This is really big. And this is how businesses are built in the real estate industry. But who has the leverage? So as a new real estate agent, you've probably listened to that episode. You have leverage as a new real estate agent. But when it comes to building business, who has the leverage? Ultimately, in this industry, whoever has the most clients has the leverage. Now, I don't want to say who has the biggest database because a database could be filled with crap, right? Fake emails, fake phone numbers, wrong names, that type of stuff. It's clients, whoever has the most clients. And so here's the perspective around that. Well, whoever has the most clients typically can't handle all of those clients, so they need help. And so what ends up happening? For the most part in this industry, what ends up happening is somebody builds a team, a traditional real estate team where they have the leverage, they're the ones generating the clients, right? And then what they do is they say, hey, look, I need help. I would love to have you on my team, on my team. Look, this is my client. This is my business. I will split it with you, which is typically a 50-50 split, not always the case, typically a 50-50 split where that person, you brought in the business, and then that person's going to close the business, right? That person is going to take the client. They're going to take them on the showings. They're going to write the offers. They're really, really going to handle that client and do all of that. And then you're going to get the 50% split if that's you passing off the client, right? So for me, as an agent building my team, that's exactly what I've done, right? So I have too much, right? Things have accelerated pretty quickly, and I have too much. So building my team, bringing on my lead agent, and my lead agent understands, look, I'm the one that has these machines that continue to bring me in clients, and now I have too much, and before I stretch myself too thin, I need a partner. I need somebody on my team, whichever the case, however you want to phrase it. So my lead agent comes on my team. Any deals that I bring in, right, or bring it brought, brought into the team, 
the lead agent takes and it's a 50-50 split. So I no longer have to handle the clients. The lead agent is the one handling the clients, which helps me step out of production, not be as stressed, get a little bit more of my time back, and also let me focus more on the things that are bringing in the clients so that I can bring in more clients, all right? And when I'm bringing in more and more and more than the lead agent, right? My lead agent getting overwhelmed, it's like, we need more help. So because we have more clients, we have more leverage and we continue to build and build and build. So when you see these massive teams or these massive brokerages, why do they have the leverage? Why are they massive? Because they have the most clients. They have the leverage, they have the marketing dollars, which gives them typically speaking for the most part, the most clients. And so they continue to build and then they continue to pass off leads and take a cut, right? Because they're the machine that is bringing in the clients. I said, I said leads and I'm sorry, but that is one of the most important things to understand. So why do you need to join a brokerage or why should you join a team? Maybe right clients, they have the leverage, they have the clients. And then when you get to your point of having the most clients, you will then have the leverage. And that is exactly what we teach here at the channel junkies. So again, guys, like I said, you can check us out channeljunkies.com. Check me out. My name is Ryan strong, as it said in the beginning, but tons more content coming for you on this podcast as far as understanding the industry, tips, tricks, advice, hacks, most importantly, things to avoid. If you guys need anything, you can reach me at ryan at channeljunkies.com. Send me an email. You can send me a text if you think about joining EXP. Whichever the case may be, all we mostly ask for is a review. If you could leave us a great review of this podcast or your thoughts on this podcast, we'd greatly appreciate it. We'll see you guys in the next one.